Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. What a weekend. Lots of crazy football. Oh, boy, those early games, I think there were seven of them. Six of them came down to the final draw. I'll say six because that Titans-Browns game came down to an onside kick, even though the Titans thrashed them. But lots and lots of good football. Big upset. Seattle losing to the Giants. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about boxing. Mayweather versus Logan Paul. I want to talk. Uh, start with our extra points for extra pay parlay, which went down. Oh, Charlotte. Oh, poor Charlotte. Oh, poor young Charlotte. We had Dave Damashek, like I said, pick of the year, I think. Titans over, uh, sorry, the Browns over the Titans. Not nearly as close as the 41-35 final score indicated. I had the Rams over the Cardinals. Uh, that was pretty much a beatdown. And then Charlotte, you had the Raiders. We could talk about this. I, I could talk about this game forever over the Jets. Seemed smart. Lay seven and a half points for a team that just has given up. But they gave up on us on the last play. And so that the Raiders didn't cover. I I should have seen this as a trap bet. You know, this is the kind of thing that seemed like such a lock. And I gave so many good reasons that the football gods, I should have known they'd be like, this makes too much sense. We're not going to let you have this. I should have taken the over in Titans Browns. I feel horrible. And, um, you know, maybe I maybe you should just pick mine next week so that if mine doesn't hit, it's not my fault. No, no, I'm not. That's way too much pressure. One game is too much pressure on these parlays. But you were the over girl. You like you called yourself the over girl. You're like, yeah, I'm I know, the over girl. I, I bet the over, and I that's know. what I do. And the, the hot lettuce, and the hot lettuce song lady. Also. Oh my god, we're, we're waiting for lettuce. our receipts are coming due already. I'm letting <laughs> listeners down left and right. All right, hot lettuce coming at you Wednesday. Raiders, okay, that'll be fun. Uh, Dave, the Raiders, uh, how about that win? I mean, actually, they were up 10, Charlotte, late in the third or early fourth, looking good for us. Uh, I was feeling for a minute okay. Then the Jets decided to score, and then they decided to play no defense. No, 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 very aggressive defense, however you want to look at it. Uh, Greg Williams sends the house, leaving his corners one-on-one. Oh, look at this. Is this true? Joel Salmon telling us the Jets fired Greg Williams, just as a... Just as I mentioned, it. holy hell, I love it. Listen, I don't. I, I get, I get that this league is uh, that our league is is filled with a bunch of uh, so called hardo guys, you know, some football guys and all that. But Greg Williams takes the cake. This is a guy who, I mean, sort of like a goth kid in the white makeup. Um, mm-hmm. Greg Williams replaces an actual personality by just having a potty mouth and puffing his chest out and living vicariously through the nasty deeds of his players, which he incensed them to play extra nasty by putting bounties on players or everything. This guy mm-hmm. is the worst. And by the way, the bottom line is he's not good at, at, at uh, coordinating pro football defenses. The fact mm-hmm. that this guy always seems to have a job is a black mark. I feel like on the league. Good. He should be gone. It's ridiculous. But, you know, to go back a couple of minutes, maybe it's a white mark. Maybe it's a white mark on the league. You say it's a black (laughs) mark. But I mean, this guy is now as uh, is responsible for two defenses that went 0 and 16. Well, we could assume the Jets will go 0 and 16. But if he is, um, yeah, how does he get a job again? It's weird, too, because he had uh, to to get uh, a little in the weeds a couple years ago. 
he basically required the Browns, he, uh, to, uh, Hugh and company, that like, I need for my defense to work, I need you to draft Denzel Ward, um, the, the <laughs> smallish corner who's, you know, a playmaker and everything else. It's like, why does Greg Williams have this level of juice? Defensive mm-hmm. coordinator who you know is going to be gone in a year or two. He gets the influence of where, uh, of I think it was the fourth overall pick that year. Like, he gets mm-hmm. to dictate to you what his defense needs. He's going to leave in a couple of months. What, what, what do you care what he wants? Anyway, great. But you also buried the lead, Sal. What a game of close game, a weekend of close games and everything else. The Indiana Hoosiers take one step closer to playing <laughs> in the Big Ten championship. And I know we joked about it last week, the Harbaugh brothers trying to ruin football. But if Jim Harbaugh wants to no-show the game this weekend, if we're going to manipulate and 2020 is all this weird stuff, don't the Hoosiers deserve another bite at that apple? They came pretty <laughs> close to Ohio State. Let them play each other one more time. Why does Ohio State get to flip the thing like, oh, well, we'll plug Minnesota in here. No, plug the Indiana Hoosiers in there, you cowards. Right. Listen, I, I feel like an idiot not leading with the Hoosiers. Thank uh, you. Can we, Jim, can we start over? Can we retake? No, we don't. I no, no, like, yeah, no. I'll, Sal, I'll we leave, don't have to start over. I'll we don't have Zoom. to. I worked it sure? in. Are you sure? No, I you worked it, it in there, okay, but it still was it. a it was, it was a great story. That's I just wanted to honor it. You no, know, I, I, I don't. I don't want you to feel embarrassed that you forgot about it. I, I'm not. Well, trying to I call do. You out there's no getting anything. around it unless we start over. But all right, I'll okay. leave no, the no, Zoom. No. I'll come right back. You got. We'll do the whole welcome. Sure, will come welcome. back with hot lettuce. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, I do want to say yes. That okay. So now that Greg Williams is fired, this is in- interesting. Now, uh, it, it's been interesting the fact that so what he did was sending everybody on that blitz jailbreak. No one has done that in that situation in 15 years. So you could say oh, that's what Greg Williams does. No, that's not what he does. It's not what he does anymore because he doesn't have a job, but it's not what anyone does in the last 15 years. It's 2006. I think someone pulled it off uh, and it uh, did not work for the Jets. And now they are, Charlotte, even odds, even odds to go winless. Hmm. 0-16. I mean, yeah, it seems like they I mean, something that I, you know, the concept of tanking, I Dave has said this many times and I agree that individual players don't tank. Yes. I do think, though, that at a certain point isn't an organization like to me, the only way that Adam Gase still has a job with 13 winless Mm -hmm. weeks is because that's the point. Um, And maybe you fire Greg Williams as a bit of a charade to be like, oh, no, we do care, blah, blah, blah. But I also think that at a certain point, players just start to rebel like a few of them went after him at the press conference Mm -hmm. um, last night because players, they want stats. They have contract negotiations, you know, like it doesn't. But um, I do think it's, you know, management or or the Jets organization, it, it feels pretty clear that at this point, the best thing that could happen to you is getting Trevor Lawrence. So why wouldn't you keep going for that? Right. And uh, Dave, I agree with you and Charlotte that players don't tank and coaches for the most part don't tank. But boy, would you be the least bit surprised if you found that Greg Williams, I mentioned it yesterday, was running or a part of a multi, multi-million dollar eliminator suicide pool where you just bet it picked <laughs> against the Jets every week. I mean, because that's the only thing that looked at. Like, if you, you you try to make sense of that last play and, you know, he overthrew, what was it, Aguilar was wide open in the end zone, the, the play before. It really looked like they were trying to blow it there. I think the that coaching. would add, I would add, uh, that, that would add just a little bit of intrigue this pro football season needs is to hear that a defensive coordinator is on the take, like, that he's got uh, some nefarious connections behind the scenes. So, too, yeah, right. might, the, uh, might the clock operator 
in Arrowhead last night, I think that will just be lost in in um as as a minor bit of almost history. But that was bizarre. The the Chiefs up three in the last they decide to kick the field goal. And so they do, and then they get flagged for um delay a game. I hated that. But there was a second left on the game clock. And, and you so can't they, review it. You can't review they, so, that. So yeah. they decide that so they decide to re-kick and and and, and Butker makes it. But if he missed it there, and yeah. then, you know, like that's you know, like they need a 20-yard completion, I suppose, the Broncos. And if they kick the field goal and somehow win in overtime. I mean that would swing the AFC seedings, and there would be there would be nothing that the Chiefs could do about it. It's cra- It really was crazy. I mean, it, I, it, it I don't even know out. what to make of it. Like, what are you supposed to do? It's I, yeah. I I hate to go way back, except four years ago on Christmas Day. Remember when the Steelers and Ravens played, and Antonio Brown got his face mask turned around at the goal line by Eric mm-hmm. Weddle? Like that was a blatant penalty that swung the division potentially and like there's no recourse to do anything about it once they blow the call as time expires it it really is makes my head spin those are two almost humongous swings in the pro football season well here you go again dave defending the chiefs we get it you think the chiefs are better than the steelers they get (laughs) rooked at every turn i i I understand but no right that was crazy well it was crazy in that you know nba replay they think it's important enough to get every tenth of every second back on the clock, right? So that's really almost all NBA replay is for. Uh, NFL replay disregards it altogether. Like, yeah, we don't care anything about the clock. You can't review any of those plays. But you said, as you said, Butker uh, nailed it a second time. What, 48 yards? Uh, it was 43, yeah. then made it 48. And uh, they went up by six. Oh, my God. I had every single bet tied to that Chiefs money line. I, I, I was pacing around like an idiot. I'm like, I should not be doing this at 50 years old. But when you talk about I buried the lead, Dave, two big games today, one tomorrow before we get out of this week. Um, I do want to talk real quick while you had it up there. Chiefs Broncos. I know all weekend I've been watching you on Twitter. You're defending these Steelers. You're not getting enough respect. They are the Rodney. That was Rodney Dangerfield from the three. I, I, I don't like understand how the, I sincerely, I don't understand if that's really the takeaway, your takeaway. Yeah, I, I assume you're being sincere that I feel the Steelers aren't getting enough respect. Yeah, At, incorrect. I feel like the Steelers are getting a fine amount of respect. Oh. What I think is weird is that it's being passed off by the pundits, the hot takers and everything else is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Rex Ryan jumped in on it at some point in the last few days too. like, hey, good news, Chiefs. As long as you play your best game, you ca- you can't be beaten like, OK, well, then Chiefs, hey, Andy Reid, I guess that's on you. Just play your best game, and then no worries. Right. Like, yeah, what what is the what is the revelation uh, the the revelation about that the Chiefs with the guy who's tracking to be the all time greatest quarterback? They're the defending Super Bowl champs. They're the best team. Like people are like, whoa, 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 get ready, everybody. The Chiefs are really good. Like, oh, okay. I think everybody's on board with that idea. I don't think the Steelers are getting not enough or too oh. much or anything else. Respect. I don't care. I think it's funny that. The revelation that we're hearing from our our nation's top pundits is that the Chiefs are good. Well, you were talking <laughs> about how they're the most disrespected eleven and zero team, right? I felt last podcast or something. You, no, I think people are talking about rated. They're overrated. That they're oh. that they're rated is nothing to do with it. This isn't the college football system where they're mm-hmm. rated is based on how many wins and losses they have. It's it's black and white. It's it's not. Uh, it's a, there's there, there's there's no ambiguity in. 
in rating in pro football. It's it, Look at the seedings and how they are laid out there. It's based on the record, you see. It doesn't make sure. a difference what anybody thinks about, any, about okay, what, here's how good or bad a team here's is. Here's something that matters of uh, how people think because you can't just go by stats or you shouldn't just go by stats. Patrick Mahomes MVP yet? Minus 500, according to Fandle, running away with it. Obviously, if he gets hurt the last three games, four games, um, someone else moves up there. Aaron Rodgers is second in line. But um, and I know, Dave, you did say big Ben Roethlisberger goes 15 and one, 16 and 0 on a team that barely went eight and eight or last year. Yes, he should right. get it. That's correct. Well, just blur your eyes, blur your eyes and remove your r- remove yourself from the specifics of Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger and. Let's not be naive about as as one of our friends uh, likes to say. But let's not be naive, um, <laughs> and uh, and and just look at the if you if you can turn it into a piece of paper and look at it and forget the individuals involved in it. If a pro football team goes undefeated in the twenty first century in the quarterback league and produces those kind of numbers, this is not Cam Newton. Uh, with the mm-hmm. Patriots thrown for under 100 yards a game. So anomalous as as the Patriots of 2020 are winning some games that way. Most teams win by virtue of the right arm of their QB. If a mm-hmm. team goes undefeated, how would you possibly mount the case that that guy isn't the MVP of the league? It's crazy. Because if you- I- I'm going to unblur my eyes and actually watch them play. I actually think you have to watch them play. You can't solely go by numbers. You have to watch as Patrick Mahomes on third and 11 is throwing sidearm through six helmets, how he's extending drives, pointing downfield to his receiver to run the extended route and then running it down the corner. I just think he does the little things. In addition to being on a team that's going to go 14 and two or 15 and one, he does the little things that Big Ben hasn't done to propel himself to that. I hear uh, you. I mean, listen, if the Chiefs go 15 and one versus a Steelers team that I don't uh, imagine go 16 and 0, but I'm saying in the hypothetical, if a team is 16 and 0, Mm-hmm. But if the other team is 15 and one right behind them, then it's, you know, it's uh, then then we're yeah. splitting hairs. But I'm saying if let's say Mahomes goes down to New Orleans and uh, the Saints take care of business and the, they're 14 and two. And in the hypothetical, again, the steel, uh, any team is 16 and oh, it's kind of crazy. You have to concede. If I told you in August, hey, there's a team that's going to go 16 and oh this year, you would be like, well, we know who the MVP is. Who's ever the quarterback of that team, right? I know. But you also want to give. Tomlin, coach of the year, so it was his doing, and you uh, you flirted with Chase Claypool getting rookie of the year. I don't know. It, it doesn't have to be all three, right? You don't have to run the table on all the all the. Oh, uh, I don't think Claypool goal. can get it well, at this can. point, probably. Oh, we're going to get into that later. Yeah, Charlotte, what do you think? Just uh, by the merits of the record and everything else, should Big Ben be in the conversation for MVP or is it Mahomes right now? I mean, I think that when you talk about MVP, what the award has become is what you're talking about is when you watch someone play, do you go like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. And when you watch Mahomes play, he has this sort of library of a memory where Hmm. he knows where he knows where people are going to be for things that have not happened yet and that probably look like they shouldn't happen based on time and space. And so I think that Yes, there is um, maybe in more of an old school what MVP used to mean of like, yeah, okay, you know, the team is undefeated. It must be because of the quarterback. And then you watch Mahomes and you're like, oh, okay, well, I've never seen anything like this. So it it depends. I feel like there almost needs to be 
It's like, what are we deciding on? Like, what kind of MVP are yeah. we voting for? Does that matter even? Well, there's, I mean, I, I would I, I would uh, submit that there is that weird and wonky and uh, and oftentimes redundant offensive player of the year award that goes side by side with right. MVP. And so that mm-hmm. allows you to do those things. And, you know, it's the oldest sports radio uh, faux debate thing of them all is uh, MVP. Like, what does MVP really mean? Best or most valuable? And I submit that if a team that went eight and eight with the same basic roster a year ago then goes fifteen and one and sixteen and zero, oh, and the only piece you're swapping out is the QB, I think that that guy uh, suggests great value. And if that is not the case, then let's uh, get in touch with the dictionary makers and change what the word value means. Yeah. Well, he's plus eight then in games, right? If they were eight and eight and they go 16 and 0. So, right. And this is all that's, a foolish that's what conversation. Has to do. He has to are, go plus are the Steelers eight. really going to beat Washington and at the Bills and Indianapolis and at Cleveland? It seems unlikely, but um, but it is but it is worth throwing that out there that everybody gets over their skis about what they've determined in August and then perpetuating that throughout the football season. I think that's what, that's why we are where we are with some of these opinions on. And in fact, like where Seattle is, Hey, Seattle's playing good football right now. They're they're the best. You got to, Hey, what happened six weeks ago? Now Seattle's the best team. Well, now what are we supposed to think? They just lost Mm. to Colt McCoy at home. Are they still good? Are they still good or do they just need to play their best football? Is that what I want to get to that in a second? Just real (laughs) quick. Did you did Tyreek Hill flipping in the end zone? Did you guys enjoy that as much as I did? There's a guy who he had a touchdown reception, didn't realize it. I don't blame him too much. It would seem that the ball bounced all over the place before uh, he got to cradle it in his arm. So he didn't argue first time a, a player who caught a touchdown pass didn't ar- and was called incomplete, didn't even argue because he didn't know. But then later on, he gets it. He's at the one-yard line. He pauses, is staring upfield, so he could see if there's any flags or anything, and decides to do the backflip into the end zone anyway, and the play is called back. Pretty cool. Well, it's funny because he landed, too, kind of flat. It was almost like a cannonball <laughs> yeah. of, a, of a... Or, sorry, a belly flop of a backflip. So I... Sometimes, too, I just like yesterday, this really hit me watching guys play football. You see them do things like that flip. OK, cool. If I tried to do that, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed for a week. Like my hips hurt watching them. Do it. Try it. Just try it. OK, step, well, step away. Hold for a on. Second. Give me one sec. I'll be right back. Let's pass the hat. I'll <laughs> I'll give I'll personally put in seventeen dollars if you could. OK, do it. yeah, perfect. Yeah, Jessica Smetana, uh, Smetana on uh, Twitter pointed that out. Like, all right, it's a backflip, but it wasn't really a good one. It, <laughs> it, it would score very poorly from the uh, international judges. Um, he had yeah, a good I, 10 I also think it's Smetana for what it's worth. To What's figure that? It out. It's Smetana for What'd what I it's say? worth. Smetana? Smetana. Yeah. She changed just it. Gotta, just got to um, put, put I'll that say this, there. that um, one... The greater play was that catch was in was an insane Julian Edelman level catch oh, with, yeah. uh, on his back. It went bonked off his head. He yeah. literally couldn't see it a uh, uh, two two tenths of a second before, and then it's uh, somehow he caught that ball. And uh, was it Kareem Jackson? Like had every chance. Anyway, that should have really been a touchdown, which is yeah. crazy. But the thing I I really want to see is when these guys stop. I know a lot of people get up on Mount Pius and how their uh, players backflip into the end zone because it's fun that's the answer um but i would like to see somebody 
like Deshaun Jackson or otherwise see how long they could stand at the goal line, like a, a mm-hmm. foot from the goal line before the before a foe comes in and tackles. It's a long him. time. Like you could, <laughs> when Todd Gurley or whoever else like tries to kill some clock by stopping at the goal line for a moment, how long exactly? Like, I mean, it would be great if the defense was like, ah, he's going to score and they just give up and run to the sideline. Like, if Tyreek Hill stood there for like 11 seconds or something, that would feel like a lifetime. I'm I'm anxious to see yeah. that. Forget the backflip. Just stand there and see who comes and gets you. Yeah, it's like the Mattel video game. Not even a video game. What the hell? The <laughs> handheld right, thing. Like, exactly that, right. That, that, the red blip. See how long? Okay, now they all gather. It, it shouldn't take more than uh, three seconds. Dave, you brought up Seattle and the Giants. That was the biggest upset. That was the most fun one. Um, there is a beast in the NFC East. It's Colt McCoy now. The Giants won. I know you're going to have fun with uh, with Eddie Spaghetti, big Giants fan. Seattle blew a 5 nothing lead. 5 nothing. You're like, okay, how, the, how are they going to blow that? <laughs> I can say, 17-12. honestly, I've never seen anybody blow a 5 nothing lead like that before. <laughs> right. I wonder if I we should look love, back. I love this so much. I don't know what's gotten into me to make me feel like I... The Giants, I think the Giants are just, a, they're very likable this year. You know, like Ugh. they they come from behind. They really suck. All of a sudden they start winning. The NFC East race is so inherently funny that for them to beat the Seahawks with Colt McCoy is just even funny. I mean, it's just, it's sort of, it's sort of just like a, a, a Mr. Bean movie where he just sort of wanders into a house and yeah. like, you know, finds dinner. I don't know. I just really enjoy it. I think it's a thing of beauty. I don't I don't think it's a thing. I don't enjoy it, but I find myself as the Giants being the number one franchise that I hate in all sports. And I don't know, Dave, you have your list. I am weirdly defending their wins and kind of not, I don't want to say excited for it, but it's like, yeah, I have to defend my division. After weeks and weeks of shitting on it, and I'm believe me, I'm I'm right up there with it. It's it's putrid for sure. But now you have a team that's beaten a good team in Seattle. Dave, you you kind of thought that they were the 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 tops, cream of the crop in the NFC because their division, their defense was stepping up. I wouldn't blame their defense yesterday, but my God, the way they laid it down on uh, on uh, Russ couldn't do anything. I mean, I guess Martinez, I, I guess Bradbury, the, all those guys. What a you defense. Know, I fall into the same trap as everybody else year in and year out of like just kind of it's like the baseball skipper who who coaches up the guys in the dugout to say like the key to a baseball season is never get too high or too low. You just got to keep pressing forward. Mm -hmm. And um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to rationalize and uh, and I'll Jerry Orbach this one. I know there's still uh, some games left to play here, so I don't want to go too far with it. But when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Like Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, um, I was wrong about the Seahawks. I certainly thought that they would take care of business enough. But now, but, you know, there's still time for them to rally and they're Well, I know what you're doing breezy. because I know I know how you think you're looking for a good defense to rise to the occasion in January. You even said the Eagles could make a run with their defense a month ago. We've all been wrong. We've all had terrible predictions. You're looking to latch onto a defense and especially in this day and age where Cam Newton won a game with 69 yards passing and he Colt sure McCoy. Did. We'll he talk sure about that. Did. Colt McCoy had 105 yards passing. You want to point to the defense. It makes sense that if a defense steps it up, um, that 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 they're going to be successful well, in January. Uh, you, but maybe you it's des- right in front of our eyes. Maybe it's New Orleans. Maybe it's, yeah, it right, right, right. I think teams. you deserve uh, a shout out. We'll see how it plays out though, because we can't, uh, I guess, pat each other on the back too much. 
um, at this point, plenty left to go. But you did say that the Rams yeah. were going to kind of separate. And all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, there they sit. A t- I didn't think it would I, I didn't think it would happen that fast that the Rams would get over on the cards. Cards could have, you know, they had their chances uh, yesterday. Those uniforms, though, they deserve to lose. That all to- black makes no sense. You're red and white. Don't put black in. Especially, uh, anyhow, I don't want to get distracted. <laughs> The thing I want to say about the Saints is God to pick up me. on something we said mm-hmm. a year ago. I mean, a, a week ago. Um, boy, oh boy. It really is further clarified by the Seattle loss yesterday. That Chiefs at Saints game is everything now for the number one seed. If you believe that things are going to go chalk in 2020 or January of 2021, as they have for the last decade, which is to say the team that has a bye has a, a prohibitive advantage right. to get to the Super Bowl. It is the swing game left on the schedule now. I mean, it is everything. If the Chiefs have to go. It's a fun one. We, we just saw that the Chiefs are, in fact, human. They can lose games. If they have to go, let's say, New England or the or the Browns. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I legitimately, I don't talk about uh, Cleveland and supporting your own division and all that kind of stuff. If they get that back end healthy on that defense with Miles Garrett and everything, their defense is kind of scary in the ability to do the two things that uh, I always say are the thing in the 21st century you need from a defense, which is pass rush and turn the other team over. Yeah. You don't dominate a team, but that's what you need. And that's what would spook uh, M- Patrick Mahomes. And then combine that with their ability to just bang you all day long on the ground like that. They're they're a scary team all of a sudden. Looming is kind of a, I, I think the fifth seed is where they land here. I, I feel like we we uh, breezed over your game there, Browns-Titans. That was your game on the extra points for extra pay parlay. 41-35, but they did all their damage in the first half. That game was over, over, over. It was over. It also went over, but... Hmm. Uh, 41-35, Baker was dynamite. They ran, they might be, and by the way, you might have two games yesterday that are first-round matchups. Seattle Giants is looking like a 4-5 with now the Giants being home in uh, January. And same with this Titans-Browns. If the Titans win the division, Browns probably the best wild-card team to get. They'll get the five seed. Just uh, based on their uh, opponents, they should have 11, maybe 12 wins, right? What are they? No, were they 9-3 and three now? They're nine and three, right? The the Browns? I think they are, yeah. Yes. Um, That was a big surprise to me, though. I apologize to the Browns. Uh, I wrote them all. I was like, oh, they're winning these cold weather crap games. They're beating bad teams. They're barely winning. Nick Chubb is uh, stepping out of bounds or he has a big run in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, these are pick them games going into the uh, last couple of drives. They were so damn impressive. They really what's were. The they da- might be. They might be the Titans of last year. I was da- right? You took the words out of my mouth. That's what yeah. I was just about to say to you. The Titans must have been feeling some deja vu because that's exactly what the what what the fact of the matter is. Two middle class QBs, both play mm-hmm. action dependent guys. Um, and the difference is, as it's shaping up, as far as I'm concerned, is the Titans don't have a halfway decent defense. It's like it's, it's one thing to get by with mediocrity on one side, but that their defense is bad. It's a liability is that. And that's mm-hmm. why I picked the Browns going into this one is because the Titans are fraudulent defensively. They have nothing. They're, they're, they're not a scary team to go up against. I think in January, uh, you know, I think any halfway decent offense, which by definition is what you're going to see in January is going to, you know, 
make them a relatively quick out. I, I, I don't fear them. And in fact, I won't be surprised if uh, the Colts end up winning that division. Really? I feel like hmm. something ahead, that I haven't seen talked about that much is what Kevin Stefanski as a coach has done for the Browns. Because to me, with a quarterback like Baker, you don't really know who's going to show up. You don't know if you're going to get the Baker that you had on Sunday or the Baker who just throws as many interceptions as he makes commercials. And so I think that for Stefanski to be able to work with that and have a team with a nine and three record, I mean, the Browns are going to have nine wins for the first time since 1999. Like, I think, I think he should be someone we're talking about a little bit more in this case. And also if you could rewrite the script to go back a month ago and say, uh, or two months ago and say, okay, what do you think the Browns chances are? Baker Mayfield's number one weapon is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, it's not Odell Beckham. He's gone. He's not off the team. Like, oh, all right. Maybe not three and 13, but we're looking at seven and nine or something like that, right? They've it really is weird. It You're right about that. I thought that was a ridiculous thing in the moment. Like, well, yeah, Baker will be better without uh, Odell, but hard to argue Jeez. at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's possible, but it, it, it does seem, I guess you take that option. It's not as much a Baker Mayfield thing as it is, uh, an OC thing. If you take that piece off the the queen off the board, that it does require you to you know to um, you know devote it in a different direction. And so Chubb and Kareem Hunt have have, have really shined as a result of it. Um, but yeah, well, well, I guess we'll get into it in a little bit. I, well, I, you know I, I let, like let, the Browns. Let, oh, yeah, I like the Browns, but there are some other teams that we're we're losing sight of. And the other thing that we always have to keep. Uh, as we uh, the the soap opera that is the the week to week soap opera of the Baker Mayfield experience resi- it rides entirely on whether the other team has a pass rush and that is true of most human beings who play pro football QB if mm-hmm. you heat them up they suffer significantly and that includes sure. Tom Brady on down they're like as i always say there are 3 to 5 human beings that overcome uh heavy pressure from a defense and Rudy uh, Giuliani right <laughs> and well, Baker two? Mayfield is not one of them Baker oh, Mayfield does not overcome a, a a heavy pass rush there are a couple of guys that do and that it's as simple as that Baker Mayfield is great when you keep him clean in the pocket he is well, mediocre to bad if you heat him up that's well, that's what that kind of someone on. here has more to say about Baker Mayfield and uh let's just talk about it now Crown Royal our buddies at Crown Royal believe Being a royal fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That's how to crown your game day. Even at home, you still get to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. Just remember to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. All right, here we go. My crown royal Athlete of the week. Looking back at the weekend of week 13, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for Minnesota, LSU alum. Obviously, they need all the help they can get at LSU. Bad, bad football team. But no, he moved on, Justin Jefferson, and moved on in a big way. All of a sudden, that trade, not really a trade, but that trade off for Stefan Diggs looks like it worked out for the Vikings. They are all of a sudden in the playoffs race. They're number six. They're right there. They jumped Arizona because of Justin Jefferson. Now, does he get rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year? We saw Justin Herbert. He was like minus 1,200 to win the award. That is tightened up now. Justin Jefferson, over 1,000 yards. He had nine receptions, 121 yards yesterday with a touchdown. 
He is my crown royal athlete of the week. Charlotte, what are you going with? Well, as you handed out, Sal, I'm I'm giving this to Baker Mayfield because I think I've given Baker a hard time. Uh, I've said that he's I mean, a lot of people have said this. His commercials are great, too. He, But he has done a lot of them, and he's been pretty erratic <laughs> this year. He's thrown a lot of interceptions. But he showed up on Sunday. And for the second time this season, Baker recorded four passing touchdowns in one half, which no one else in the NFL this year has done. And he's now passed for 21 touchdowns this season, which means he's the first Browns quarterback with back-to-back seasons of at least 20 passing touchdowns since Frank Ryan in 1966 and 1967. And, you know, I said before, uh, this now means that the Browns have nine wins after Sunday for the first time since 1999. Um, And for the first time in 13 years, they're going to finish with a winning record. So I think that for for all of the things I've said to put me on Baker Mayfield's potential uh, in his burn book, uh, I want to give him the credit that he deserves after that game on Sunday. Absolutely. All right, Dave, you heard mine. You heard Charlotte's from the weekend. Looking forward, who's your crown royal athlete of the week? I'll look forward to Tuesday and then the following weekend of uh, a football action. And yes, by the way, Baker Mayfield, wholly unlikable if you are a foe, an adversary if you root for a team that is close to the Browns, that plays against the Browns a lot. But I think, really, chef's kiss to Cleveland Browns uh, drafters to get Baker Mayfield. That kind of swagger is what you want if you're a Browns. After all all these years of being kept down, you want a guy who uh, is cocky and unlikable like that. It kind of of gooses the fan base, I think. However, the reigning MVP is Lamar Jackson. And the Baltimore Ravens were the team to beat going into a January, which happens to be still the same years we're in right now, if you can believe that, that the, mm. the, the, the Ravens were really good. We've kind of forgotten about them. The last fortnight has been wonky, to say the least. But the Ravens are still a factor. And I know this may sound like a lot for me, the Steelers fan, to be talking about Baker Mayfield and the Baltimore Ravens. I can't wait to see, after the Ravens defeat your Cowboys, South to see the Browns and Ravens hook up, to see which of those two teams is the second to where the Steelers are. I know there's a remote chance that the Browns could still catch Pittsburgh in the standings. Unlikely. But don't sleep on the Baltimore Ravens. This happens mm-hmm. sometimes that a franchise-level QB goes down for a couple of games, and then you kind of forget about them. And then they land in at the bottom of the seedings there. What a, Talk about a scary out. What if the Baltimore Ravens wind up as the seven seed? Whoever sure. is the two seed there, if that's your first round matchup, egad. Look out for the Ravens. They ain't done yet. Here comes Calais Campbell. Here comes Lamar Jackson. The Ravens ain't done just yet. Look out. All right. I'm going to look out. And that was our Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. Yeah, it'll be fun. I want the Ravens in the mix. The problem is, uh, Charlotte, I don't want to talk about your Patriots. They're mm. winning, and in a big way, they didn't. They suffocated the Chargers, just suffocated them. 45 nothing. beat them up on defense, special teams, everything ran down their throat, and they can't gain any games. I think the Ravens are having the same problem. They can't gain any games on teams like the Raiders and the Colts. And uh, who else am I thinking about in that AFC? That just the the, the co. The, I mean that the, the, these things will clarify though because there are plenty of head to head still to come. Sure. The, yeah. The Colts are in a number of swing games along these lines. The Dolphins. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's who you're forgetting, I think, out of that uh, bottom. The Dolphins the is AFC's, who I'm forgetting, right? AFC so, but basically, seeding, so now yeah. the pay, the the Browns are in. Just they're in, right? So they're now definitely you're in. for now. You got four or five teams fighting for two spots, right? Um, good job by the Patriots there, Charlotte. I felt I felt like um, Bill Belichick said, Anthony Lynn, I'm not gonna. This isn't gonna come down to a last minute decision. Don't worry about it. I'm just gonna <laughs> thrash you here. Don't, He's yeah. like, I'm going to take away your biggest problem all season. Right. You're not yeah. going to blow this. Right. I'm going to do your uh, favor here. I'm going to beat right. you 45 nothing. I mean, as a Pats fan, I kind of needed that. Like, I know it's a joke. What do Pats fans need? Another blah, blah, blah. We get it. Um, But on a week that Tom Brady had a bye to win so decisively, um, what does Cam have now? 11 rushing touchdowns or more? Um. Maybe, maybe more at this point. But, I'm infatuated um, with his passing yards, but yes, I, I recognize <laughs> that he's doing it on the ground. And uh, he is, he is, he. But I mean, I just it felt so good to have this team that everybody has been delighting in watching be bad suddenly shut mm-hmm. another team out. And I know it was the Chargers, but it, this was the kind of thing that I was like, man, there's a real chance that the game the Chargers finally win is going to be against the Patriots. And yeah. It's going to feel the way I felt when they almost lost to the Jets, which is basically losing. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was it was it felt like it felt like the glory days. You know, I was like, man, this is a world pretending that Tom Brady isn't still a specter over our shoulder and we can just enjoy this. But, uh, you know, we'll see. (laughs) It's really touch and go. It's week to week. We talked about what do you think? Yeah, what do you think about? I, I feel like as we look at the seedings, um, Mm -hmm. you have no rooting interest, obviously, on the AFC side of things. You know, we I all in the all time weirdo thing of 2020. I kind of, if I have to choose a bottom half potential team to play in the wild card weekend, it would be the Patriots. I'd rather play the Patriots than I would the Dolphins. I know it has to do with matchup and specific yeah, what yeah, your yeah. team is, but I'd rather play the Patriots than I would the Dolphins or the Ravens or the Browns. Or maybe the Colts. Probably you're talking I mean, about as a as a Steeler fan. You I'm talking about the Chiefs or Steelers, uh, or the Bills still have a shot at getting that one uh, uh, at getting a one or two seed if things break right for them. Um, I think well, the yes, Patriots are the most avalanche. appealing matchup. Yesterday's avalanche. Oh, appealing or who you'll be able to walk over. I'm saying, yeah, that's the one I would most want to play if I want to advance to the next to round advance. of the playoffs. Give me the give me the 2020 Patriots. I They're, think so. They're a knuckleball team week in and week out, but I, I don't fear them as much as I do. Yeah, they're not putting up 45 like they did yesterday every well, week. Well, I, you well, know, I, I go so Jim? many different ways. First of all, yes, I want them to make the playoffs so long as I can be guaranteed they don't win the Super Bowl. We've had this discussion before. What if the Patriots oh. win the <laughs> The twenty nine, the twenty twenty. Oh my god, I don't even know what year it is. What if they win the Super Bowl this year? That would I, be the most perfect end to a terrible year for most people. You know, I was looking at the uh, Coach of the Year nominees going heading into this weekend. This will change. Fanduel doesn't have the new odds up, but heading into Sunday, your boy Mike Tomlin was minus one hundred five to win it. Flores, who's now fighting on behalf, he does many things. Four to one odds for uh, the <laughs> Dolphins to win Coach of the Year. Stefanski six to one. That probably went down a little after the Browns' big win. Uh, Peyton plus nine fifty. Yeah, and Vrabel thirteen to one. I don't see Coach Belichick anywhere, but I've been talking about it all year. If that team even goes eight and eight. I don't even care if they make the uh, playoffs. After a decade, he should probably be in line for Coach of the Year. They they, they had mo- the I most opt outs. They had I love injuries. It. You have a guy named Gunner is one of your best uh, position skill position players right now. 
they're not throwing for touchdowns. Um, Gunny Amendola, yeah, running back punts yeah. week after week now. I think that um, the guy who is getting left off that list now is Sean McDermott. I mean, this is a big sway. We'll see how he does it right. against San Francisco. That's upcoming, of course. And so I'll look bad if they lose that one. But if they win that, I mean, uh, another big swing week upcoming. I just mentioned the Browns and Ravens about to play each other, but also Pittsburgh and Buffalo is huge. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not out of it's not out of uh, the realm of. I mean, it's right there. In fact, if you really look at it, that if the Bills beat Pittsburgh on Sunday night, that the Bills really have a path to wind up as the two seed, you know, and Pittsburgh right. can fall down to the three. And if that happens and Buffalo separates from the Dolphins, then it's kind of like, isn't Sean McDermott the coach of the year? Unless it's Kevin Stefanski. And I guess they're they up finish there. Off. Let's talk about those games tonight. We have a double header. Then we have one tomorrow. We have Ravens and my Cowboys. Boy, it seems like some of these teams haven't played forever. Buffalo had a bye. I don't know. Anyway, they're at San Francisco. That's the actual night game. 49ers favored by one. Nick Mullins, 46 and a half is the over under. Uh, I am purely going. This is a weird game because it's not in San Francisco. It's in Arizona. All those players were this place. So is it really a home game? I, I don't think so. But Buffalo does have to do all the traveling. But they also had a week off. I am banking on them looking ahead to that game, Dave, your game against the Steelers. I don't think they care as much about this. I know that's a weird way to look at this. You still have Nick Mullins against uh, Josh Allen, so why should it come down to that? I think uh, Mostert gets going, the ground game gets going, and the 49ers win this. I'm going against you. I'm going against you here, Sal. Um, I like Buffalo, and I'm using the exact same sort of human kind of looking at the standings thing, like, ah, well, we got Pittsburgh next week. They also saw what happened yesterday, and that should give them a sense of urgency that the Colts win the game and do uh, win their game. Yeah, uh, uh, to me, at least, a, a surprisingly tough one down there in Houston. I think they should have been able to handle them defensively a little bit better than they mm-hmm. did without Will Fuller out there. Either way, they should feel goosed by the urgency of this game. Like that, the there was no slip up in the standings. They must feel like they have to have this one to have that Pittsburgh game still mean something in mm-hmm. the seedings for them. I'll take them. And a side note, isn't it weird? It's one of those ones kind of like 70s Cowboys never played the 70s Raiders in the Super Bowl. It seems like how didn't it happen ever once? How did the Bills and Niners never wind up playing each other in a Super Bowl? They were both right there in that same era in the early 90s, and somehow it just never came. Every time big, I see Buffalo and yeah. San Francisco, maybe it's because Boomer Berman predicted it every year for a decade say. or something. <laughs> yeah. but. No one circles the wagons. Yeah, he had that, and he had that clip, and he kept showing it over and over. Um, I'm going to say the same thing about the 49ers. I don't think, and I'm giving like eight coaches coach of the year this year, but Kyle Shanahan's hey, why not? right in there Everybody's too. doing yeah, their best this year. Everybody, participation trophies. Shanahan is not writing this season off just yet. Uh, Charlotte, Buffalo, at San Francisco, basically a pick em. How do you see it? I'm gut reaction. I was going to go Bills. Um, mm. I think that they are the better team. And, you know, Josh Allen's Nick Mullins. It's very Josh Allen's <laughs> Josh yeah. Allen. Um, but when you, I also feel like everything I've picked this year, when I go with my gut, it's not right. So maybe let's try going with the Niners. I don't know. It, it, it sort of feels like a coin toss to me. I You're the over queen. So yeah, coin toss, do the over 46 and a half. You could yeah, do I'll take the, oh, I'll for sure take the over on that. Are you kidding me? I was Josh surprised. Josh Allen's going to throw that many himself. <laughs> I, I was surprised that over under was 
larger than Washington Pittsburgh. Although I guess you could see that being a defensive struggle, but Dave, we won't spend too much time on it because by the time anyone listens to this, that game is probably going to have kicked off, but your Steelers are now six and a half. Wasn't that 10 one day when, when they put this on the schedule a few, like six or seven weeks ago, six and a half, 43 and a half is the over under. You think this might be a statement game. I think that um, coming off of um, Tomlin's blow up a- after they survived the the knuckleball game, I mean, I guess really, by the way, is a, just a quick side note: win or lose tonight, this uh, for for Pittsburgh. I guess that's really my point: is the overreaction from the national media and the local fans to like the Steelers. What they must not be good because they struggled with the rate. It's played on a Wednesday at like uh, 7.42 a.m. or so, whenever they played the game. like, And it wasn't just that the Ravens were missing key guys. The Steelers were too. That's the concern uh, against Washington tonight. Um, still no James Conner. I'm not sure about Mark. Well, we're not sure about Marquise Pouncey. That's, that would be a major absence against Jonathan Allen uh, up the middle and the rest of the pass rush of Washington. That's what makes Washington relevant and could make them relevant if they can somehow get past the Giants and get into the playoffs, they're going to be but not a breezy out because if you can bring it like that, let's see what happens. If Roethlisberger keeps getting the ball out of his hands quickly, I think Pittsburgh, I'm going to stick my neck out here, double-digit victory for the Steelers tonight out of the shaming they got from Mike Tomlin and the rest of the world for struggling against their arch-rival Ravens Mm. on Wednesday. I'm really, I feel like if there were any game to lose, it sneaky could be this one i don't know i don't know that there's any evidence to support that but i feel like washington has had these games where you're like oh there's no way and then they turn it on and i wonder if the steelers are going to be a little wonky from their schedule changes i wonder if will tomlin losing it spur them on or will could that have had a a not as desired effect on morale i don't know this one this one, I'm I'm sort of like, ah, maybe there's a chance. I I am the other one. I, I think uh, I'm not convinced that Alex Smith, by the way, you have Alex Smith and Big Ben Roethlisberger, comeback right. player of the year, uh, one and two right there. I have thoughts on that. But I'm not convinced Alex Smith has turned this team around. Let's remember, when this team loses, and I know a lot of these games were a while ago, Lost by 15 to Arizona, lost by 14 to Cleveland, lost by 14 to Baltimore, lost by 20 to the Rams, then a close one against the Giants, close one against uh, Giants twice. Um, I don't know. I think uh, they're poised for a blowout here. Uh, Steelers want to make a statement before they go to Buffalo next week. Yeah, I think it's like a 30 to 13 type game. Go slightly under and the Steelers. From your mouth to Goodell's ears, Sal. But um, I, I just one thing, if I can get a little in the weeds for the Steelers fans out there. What you want to watch for there, Steelers fans, is not whether Alonzo Highsmith stepping in for Bud oh. Dupree becomes a sack master supreme. What you want to see is that he is capable in stuffing the run in in, in early downs. That's the, the secret ingredient of TJ Watt and Bud Dupree this year is that they stepped up and stopped chasing sacks in favor of stuffing the run. If Alonzo Highsmith plays ball and is effective at doing that, it's the Steelers can survive the loss of one of the better um, rush OLBs in Bud Dupree. But, Take this uh, Gibson out already. Recruited wide receiver. Enough of this. That's right. Enough. If they if they can shut him down, that should give you a sense of optimism going forward, uh, Steelers fans. One more thing, Dave. 
Well, I guess you answered it earlier. Four to one to run the slate, Steelers. Sixteen. I don't. Know. I, I mean, that's you're a, touching it. You're not touching well, it. Well, they just. I mean, these are massive games for the teams that they're going to be playing. The Colts yeah. have really the Colts a, a, a major loss way back when, and people are always like, ah, things don't really matter until Thanksgiving and everything. But the Week One loss still counts the same in the standings, and that Colts loss to the Jags remains inexplicable and is haunting them because they lose all sorts of tiebreakers in the conference and everything else. Um, but so the Colts are coming to Pittsburgh in a few weeks at Cleveland. That figures to be an important game for the Browns yeah. at Buffalo is a big one. So yeah, I mean, and Washington now, if they want to keep pace with uh, the giants are obviously going to show up and put their best effort out there. It seems like, I mean, it's why there's only happened twice. The teams go undefeated. It's hard beat to the do. Colts. I, I don't think be, that happened. Beat the Colts, beat the Bills. Let that Browns game mean something. Let it mean something. About oh, it'd you. be the greatest. That's why I hope they beat Washington, just because if we get to a Sunday night game against a good Bills team and an undefeated Steelers team, you know, we're in December at the end of a long 2020. We, we need... It's it's journey over destination, everybody. That's, right. that's that's what's fun. Let's 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 have something to look forward to for the next six days of like, ooh, great AFC matchup coming up on Sunday night. Can't wait. This is it's what we need. One. Stuff to look forward to. We need stuff Set to look up. forward to. Uh, I'm here for that. I would love that. I would love to watch something with no no heart. What a game that would be. What if, I mean, what if Pittsburgh's undefeated and and right. the Bills win tonight? Like that's that's gonna be like what. Sweet Jesus, what a matchup. Well, if you want to bet uh, that that happens, you certainly, I know a place for you guys. You ready to hear about it? I can tell, tell you like exactly to. where to go. FanDuel Sportsbook. Oh my God. Yes, yes. Oh, excitement. I thought I was going to have to meet somebody in a dark alley or something. No, this sounds great. No, no, no. Hmm. In fact, they're going to pay you. They're going to go right to your door and pay you. Uh, there's a reason they're number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds, all different betting markets. And if you win, you get your winnings. Dave, no dark alley, safely as little as 24 hours right now, Fandle, letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Still not sure how this works. You place a bet on any game, Fandle refunds you up to $1,000 back. If you don't win your first bet, you lose, you get it back, $1,000 in sight credit. Uh, we got a couple of good games today. We have one tomorrow. They love their, uh, and I love, the same game parlays. I'm going to put one together for you right now. In the San Francisco Buffalo game, Raheem Mostert scores the first touchdown and the game goes under 46 and a half points. Could be like a 23-16 type game. Who wins? Who cares? I have Mostert scoring the first touchdown. I have the under. Pays plus 17.55. Whoa! Same game parlays. Do it if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Just do it. I thought something happened. I didn't know right in the middle. I thought maybe uh, like you got bitten by a scorpion or something, something in the middle. Happened. No, it's just it's Whoa! just not exciting. I just won an 18 to 1 parlay. What a same day parlay. Oh, same good. game parlay. Yeah, that's Muzzle what happened. Uh, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you that's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. Are you going to bet? Are you going to go on FanDuel? Be honest. No jives, mm -hmm. Al. I, yeah. You know, I don't respect it. I, I look down on I don't you know and your, your kind uh, who do this. On jive, but go are yeah, you what gonna, is it, Dave? I, I don't <laughs> believe in any jive. I don't, uh, believe, I, I don't think there's, I think there's a time and a place, I suppose, for jive, yes. but it ain't here on this show. It ain't right. when you're talking into a j no jive policy. Okay. We must all abide by it, or I don't even know what we're doing. Now, no jive, Sal. Are you going to bet on the Ravens tomorrow? 
Uh, well, I can't give that pick out because I'm I'm oh, on Fox NFL. Stink. I can't do it. I know everybody gets mad at me. I have to give it out. I love it, Sal. Withhold it from us. <laughs> I have to do it Thursday too. I play a double duty this week with that Ravens game and the Rams. All right, and, we'll uh, see. Patriots. Watch Sal on on Tuesday night football and enjoy right. it, and it'll be funny and everything else. But I, I, you'll have to come back. You'll make your pick. You'll take the Ravens. My question is: Will you? Will Sal use any of? Sal's money uh, oh. to bet on the Ravens against his team because I find it disgraceful. I personally <laughs> find it disgraceful to bet against your own team. I find disgraceful how much money I've lost this year and that I need to recoup at, uh, <laughs> at any means. But Charlotte, I'm interested in, and uh, maybe you are as well. Dave, mm-hmm. you said this is a no-jive zone. What yeah. are the jive zones? Where can we jive with you? Oh, man. Can we jive with you on Twitter? Yeah. I mean, there's a again. There, there's or a. Or is this just a? Is this like a? Is this sort of you know how Pigpen in uh, Charlie Brown walks around with that cloud of dirt? Is it just like a cloud of no jive? Yeah, is it jive, no jive life or no jive zone? I mean, could, you might might want to change it because zone indicates that. Yeah, there's a freedom to yeah. You can get in and you can get out, and there's other part. I mean, if we want to establish a hard and fast rule here, it's pretty easy for the sake of this show. You you can just assume. Don't jive Fine. me, and I, I and one way or the other, I ain't gonna jive you. <laughs> okay. One thing, one thing you can be certain of is that Dave Damashek is not here to jive you because he abides by That's a so hard and nice. fast no jive rule. Now, if you want to jive with me via text message or otherwise in our personal lives away from the microphone, mm-hmm. okay. But understand too that I'm a delicate flower, and if you jive me too hard, mm-hmm. I there is a chance that I'll get offended. That okay. that has. Happened. Can you explain to me what jive means? Uh oh. You know, uh, flim flam. You know, hooey and <laughs> applesauce. You know, I won't stand for it. I'll I'll, like I'll it. stand for a little of it. Can you? But use don't go too much. Don't do don't do too much. You know, <laughs> he goes even All more right. obscure. You ask for the definition of jive, and he comes up with the oh, flap yeah? doodle. Yeah, I'll give you Pap. six I don't more want terms it. from the 1920s. I'm not interested know. in it. Save I that for want, your other people. I, I, I'm not here for it. So okay. Charlotte wakes up on a on a Monday. It's like, oh, I feel like jiving with Dave. I know I can't mm-hmm. do it on the show, but she can. she's safe to do it via text messaging. Well, that's the problem. It's a dangerous game because if you All start right. jiving with me and I jive you and back and forth, if you jive too hard, you can go too far, but you won't know you've gone too far until it's too late. And that's the danger. I feel too bad. I don't. I don't do. I don't jive people because I feel bad being mean, even when I'm joking. Like I would. I couldn't do a Comedy Central roast. That's no, right. I well, don't so- think it's me. I don't think there's um a mean intent. Well, Dave, in Dave jive. sounds like he's talking about roasting him or being mean to him. Oh, I I think right. it's more. Uh, I think it's more like uh, you're you're. Saying you're something pull, you don't believe. Yeah, or... you're trying to pull one over on me or something. Right. Know. No, I, I don't. That's right. Because I'm vain. I don't like I'm hard to fool, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't like when people try to fool me and think that they don't think that they're fooling me. And I w- want to call them out like, I know you're trying to fool me on something. I don't like that kind of jive. I Here's okay. a good example. Sal once Sal used to always have his hand down his pants. That oh. was a big thing for him. I don't know why cool. I haven't seen him do it as much. No, let's talk seen... about this. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, before Rudy Giuliani made it cool, Sal <laughs> right. used to always have, like that was Sal's move 20 years before Giuliani went yes. famous with it. And once we were watching a college basketball game and he had his hand down his pants the whole game 
And it was an important game for me. It was the Indiana Hoosiers. And so I was uh, focused on that. And we were eating pizza. And Sal didn't eat his crusts because he was, uh, you know, he's a picture of health, as you can see. So he was like, I don't eat the crusts to save the calories. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I'll eat them crusts. Um, And I picked them up and I ate them. But I noticed like, wait, these these crusts taste different. And Sal also used to always have that talc, that yellow bottle talc, whatever it's mm-hmm. called, that powder that the guys put on. Gold bond. Uh, yeah. Right. Gold yeah. bond. Right. For yeah. guys who have problems in that area. I don't know. Charlotte, Dewey. this doesn't get nice. This does is Dewey. Doesn't no, I, I get, loving they get, where it's going. They get, get Dewey ending. or whatever me, happens to them down there. I don't know. And right. so they so they have to powder themselves to keep them nice and fresh. <clears throat> and it has a particular this aroma to it. Gross, Dave. Uh, it has a it, it's got like a soapy gross aroma to it. And I'm eating the pizza crusts left over by Sal and I went, what is that? Oh my God, it's gold bond I smell there on this pizza. Go. I ate the crust and it had Sal's cock paw all over it. <laughs> and it was stained with his cock paw. That's taking jive too far. You understand wow. that, Charlotte? Don't give yeah. me your cock paw. Don't give me your jive. What all a great, right. because crust usually has powder on it anyway, right? Not gold bond You powder, can't tell. That, that could be flour. Yes, You couldn't exactly. tell. In, again, un, you see? You Masterful. couldn't tell in, until it was too late. That yes. was too far. All right. All right. So well, I guess I understand jive now. Don't eat don't the jive crust. me, please. Don't, don't eat don't the jive crust me. and don't jive, Dave. I thought we were in a jive free zone there. Uh, Jim Cunningham, I, I'd love to know where do you stand on jive in general? And then we'll move on. We'll He's get asleep. to the end of the show. That was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm it like, was. I'm like upset. Cockpaw. Well, what about Jive? And J- oh, forget. I want to try to talk Jive. All right. Hey, I'll, I'll, you want to hear Jive? This yeah. event is the sports equivalent of Jive. Floyd yes, Mayweather is. against Logan Paul. Yes. Floyd Mayweather, uh, our buddies at FanDuel haven't hung a number on it, but it's minus 5,000 to win. Is this the, just the rest of the, our last, the, the next 10 years? We just mm-hmm. get celebrities and boxers and people who don't know how to box, but kind of know how to box to fight either Logan or Jake Paul. Twice a yes. year for the net. This is our life, and it's right? gonna be it's gonna be the worst people like Floyd Mayweather. Like I don't yeah. want him around. Can we just get? Can he just be gone already? Like can we just not deal with the Paul brothers? Like it's just it's just the grossest people fighting each other. Which like fine, but I'm not interested. You in talk that. about someone who's handpicked opponents, and obviously he's one of the greatest out there. But he is a master businessman. You don't laugh at him, you know, because he carries his money around. You're, you're d- disgusted by it, and you should be but he's a master businessman in that he has fought i mean he fought canelo alvarez when canelo was 23 years old if he fights him now or two years ago it's a different story canelo i think beats him he fights uh manny pacquiao fuck seven years after they should have fought that pacquiao's old pacquiao had like a shoulder injury he disposes of him he fights conor mcgregor in a sport that's not even conor mcgregor's he beats him up and now he's going after logan paul doesn't need the money doesn't need the fame this is a jive fight. This is this should be at the uh, jive civic arena right there in downtown <laughs> Pittsburgh, Dave. Um, and it's going to look weird because Logan Paul's like six foot two. Yes, and Mayweather's that's like right. five and a half, five eight and a half, five nine. But aside from that, it's going to be a domination. Right? I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly right that it's. Uh, I don't. Who is uh, the lesser of these two? These two evils. I don't know how there's a rooting interest in this one. Um, right. You're right, though. Mayweather, it's it. See, now this boxing, because of its structure, now you could call Floyd Mayweather's career slightly overrated. 
versus pro football where the standings do the work for you. You don't sure. have to weigh in on who's overrated or not. It doesn't make a difference what you think about it, everybody. That's my point back mm -hmm. to where we were 45 minutes ago. To the here and now, yes. <laughs> Mayweather's a creep. Logan Paul's a creep. I don't know who you root for in uh, in this one. I just hope that the winner gets Rudy Giuliani and his cockpaw. Like, ah, stay <laughs> away from me. I'll cockpaw whoever comes near me, see? Let's just have it just be, you're, you're right. All That's of, fine. That's the that, prize. Maybe we can do something like, like that. The thing that the thing that you know, not to get serious for a second, but like Floyd Mayweather has all he's been violent against women so many times, and we're yeah. just cool with like trotting him out for a celebrity garbage. Like, yeah, I'm just I I don't need to watch that. You know, like I don't need to watch that. You don't and need I to watch like, it. Yeah, I don't need to bet it. Please don't let me bet on this if I can. I'm not letting you bet gimmicks. No jobs, Sal. Yeah, You're gonna bet it. this. You're no, gonna no. Charlotte, you have to make sure I don't bet this because I will bet. Uh, Just give me give me your logins uh, and for I will all, make all your accounts. That's for fine. all your credit cards. And I'll yeah. make sure you don't bet it. I'll do that because I'm worried that I'm going to load uh, because I need someone to root for here because they're both kind of hateable. But uh, for what they're doing, here, root for yourself, Sal. I should root for myself, but I know I'm going to bet Floyd at minus five thousand. He's going to like punch. <laughs> He's going to punch Logan Paul in the back of the head and get disqualified. Logan Paul is going to start crying. <laughs> You're not going to be able to reach. Lost. Yeah. Sal, Sal, Sal really does uh, understand technically the sweet science. I, I mean, I mm. don't. How good is Logan Paul that he, I mean, a, a high end prize fighters cannot hang with Floyd Mayweather. He frustrates them. You never can lay a glove on him. <laughs> Logan Paul, the YouTube influencer. It's ridiculous. I don't think so, but I also there were I talked to Max Kellerman about this. I didn't think that Conor McGregor was going to land. There was a sat you could bet that Conor McGregor doesn't land ten punches, um, and he did in the first round, and he arguably huh. won the first couple rounds against Floyd. Uh, another fight I had a lot of money on Floyd, and then and then, uh, but see you just don't know. Maybe Floyd just wants to get a workout in. And uh, and it and it's not a fight until like the third or fourth round. I don't even know how long this uh, this is supposed to go, but uh, we do have. When an is agreement. that again? Let me look, Joel. Let me say that? this to you: If yeah. Floyd Mayweather, they, I'll, I'll say this: If Floyd yeah. Mayweather, one thing for Nate Robinson, they get knocked cold. Oh man! If Floyd Mayweather, who is held up as the greatest fighter of the generation, um, regardless of weight, if he can't knock, I don't care that that's not Floyd Mayweather's. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, approach. If he can't knock a YouTube influencer down, it's a stain on the sport of boxing. If Gotta he can't drop Logan Paul, but like, well, that's not what Floyd does. Like against the YouTube influencer, it should be. If he can't knock Logan Paul down, then shame the devil. Right. February 20th at the no jive center. Uh, there you go. That's where it's going on. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my best be friend's birthday. Is it really? Yeah, she'll love it. Is that a Saturday? It. I mean, maybe they moved the Super Bowl that day, too. We don't even have to worry about this. That's such uh, a good point. First million purchases will cost $24.99, increasing to $39.99. What, what is this? Even this? This has to be even a, a, a calamity? What is this? Is that new? The have they done to, that before? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, all right. So there you go. By the way, as long as we're talking about... um, Wow. Okay. This is interesting. I'm going to go... Uh, I got to talk about my book. You can't lose them all. It's available for pre-order right now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those good places. Um, now, I bet my publisher that I would get to a thousand pre-sales. I bet I'm part of my advance. I'm not even kidding. And uh, that I would get to a thousand pre-sales by the end of January. I'm going to raise the stakes. I'm so confident I'm going to do that, that I'm donating $10 for every pre-order I get. 
to World Central Kitchen. Now they feed people. They've fed over 35 million people during COVID. They also help out chefs and uh, service workers in the restaurant industry who don't have jobs. They are kicking in money all over the place and I'm doing the same. $10 for every pre-order. Hopefully get to a thousand. That'll be 10. I'm going to lose money on this book between the bet against the publisher and all this donating. But uh, what do you think of that, Charlotte? So if people buy the book, um, fewer people go hungry. I feel like that's a good, that's good. Incentive, I love right? it. I love it. You, you feed your soul and you feed the world at the same time. I've already pre-ordered it and I'm Thank very you. excited to read it. When can I read it? When will it get to me? Uh, it'll get to you by January 26th, I believe. But, That's fantastic. Um, yes, thank you. I'm excited. When you about feed it. your soul and other people, it doesn't have gold bond on it either, right? <laughs> you never that. know. That's a no. risk you run. It's a no jive zone, this uh this uh charity stuff. But how about that just in general? I get crap for that. Like, oh, you can't just write a check. You have to ask to depend on your book and like you can't just feed but I, I do this a lot with uh, you know, like every point over 30 points scored in this game, I'm gonna give a hundred dollars to the whatever. Like, really, it depends on this game. Like I'm just trying to have fun with it. I'll, I'll write it. It also the check. doesn't mean you're not already donating to right. other things. Like people don't know what you're doing. And it's uh, just yeah. sort of a fun way to do something good. And I also really do think that when people see someone donating and it's mm -hmm. like, show me a receipt and I'll match it or whatever, that makes them do it. Like yeah. it, it, otherwise, people don't do it. So you're just raising more money. Uh, people are very, very careful about what I do with my money. Same with you, Charlotte, with this uh, Mayweather Logan Paul. I have to give you all my login information. Exactly. Um, I'm going to be so careful with your money. <laughs> what do you got? You're at the Wilder things. You have a NFL recap coming up. Yeah, we're actually we changed it. So now it's going to be two videos on specific games because uh, those seem to be the most interesting anyway. So I got a thing on the Jets. I wrote about tanking. Um, we got a video coming out for that later. Uh, I managed to compare the Jets to both uh, a ride at an amusement park in New Hampshire and how to lose a guy in 10 days. So nice. Hopefully that's fun. And somebody on the Browns. Um and going to have a few other articles coming out this week, which hopefully will be fun. But I'll, I'll talk about those when they happen. Keep everyone on their toes. Yeah. And at Damashek on Twitter for you, Dave. Oh, boy, the minus three bet boost almost came up. I think it was the Jets plus eight and a half and the Eagles. I don't know how they do that. Damn you, Fulgum. Catch that ball. And who knows what happens? Well, it also was, with it was... the Packers running the clock out and Aaron Joe, that was college-esque the way uh, Aaron yeah, that Jones sucked too. 70 yards or something. Whatever yeah, that sucked. The Jets come through for us. Then the Eagles with Jalen Hurts are tracking the pull off the impossible dream to bring yeah. the holidays in. A holiday miracle was right there for the taking. Disgusting. Now, the nightmare, though, after Christmas and into 2021 and beyond, we'll talk about that at a later date, I'm, uh, I'm sure. The only mistake you can make in, in the league of QB saturation is overcommitting to the wrong guy, and that's exactly what the Eagles did. Where do they go from here? Poor Philadelphia Eagles fans. Oh, man. Carson Wentz on the books forever. Yikes. Very everyone very excited about Jalen Hurts. We went against a prevent defense, and what did he do? <laughs> like uh, eleven standing there on the sidelines for twelve, like hundred nine. Ghost of Christmas present and future forever. Like <laughs> yeah, that's good news for your Cowboys though in the twenty twenty one. Like I don't know. 
how the Eagles are going to mount much of a, I guess, uh, much competition for you when, when they're when, when there's that gigantic hole burning in the roster. We have other concerns, and one a particular one is Joe Judge. I think could rule that division for ten years if he wants. I don't know what's going. Let's on. Let's settle it. down. It's yeah. just Danny Dimes, New York everybody. Oh, Charlotte's New York Giants. All right, Dave, we got minus three coming up later in the week, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and we will be back Wednesday. We're going to sort out all this Monday night and Tuesday night stuff, look ahead to the week. And just a reminder, everybody, I know you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. See ya. (laughs) 